Ladies and gents, it's Friday, baby. It's Friday, time to yeah. party it up. Let's Woo. talk about developing your mind, developing your strength, and let's get you going for the rest of the weekend so you can come on Monday fired up and ready to go. So here we go. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business, business Bros. Boom! <laughs> Time for James to drop some fire. Hit it, him. Oh. Right, all you business pros out there, before we jump into the show, just a quick reminder to please subscribe on whichever platform it is that you're listening to us on today. Give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe, and drop a review. Help other like-minded business owners find value from our awesome guests while we rise up in those podcast rankings. We'll sincerely appreciate every single one of you for it. And if you want to be a guest on the show, we'd love to have you on to learn from you as well. Go to www.businessbros.biz, schedule your time. Don't forget to follow us on all our social medias at Business Bros Pod. All right, everybody, we are so excited and honored to bring yet another incredible guest to the Business Bros Pod. Our guest today is committed to helping the brave people who serve our communities, those brave and underappreciated first responders, feel their very best. In less than a year, our guest has reached and is consistently providing daily health and wellness programs to more than a thousand firefighters, law enforcement officers, and other first responders. As impressive as that is, our guest skills go beyond physical fitness. He also leads his digital marketing strategy team and spends his spare time helping life, relationship, and business coaches around the world develop their strategies and automate their coaching platforms. Our guest has, has discovered how to build a business that allows him the freedom to travel the world and live nomadically. So if you share this dream, I know I do, you will want to hear our guest's secret to success. Joining us today from Effective Fitness, originally out of Charleston, South Carolina, but who knows where he is now, welcome to the show, Matt Shiver! <laughs> Woo! There it is, Ham. I just had to leave the fire for a little bit. All right, let's go old Ow. school on today. What do you think? A little old bit of old school. school. A little bit of old school. Why not? Let's let, Woo. Let let Matt, dude, three minutes Yo. into the show. What do you think? Yo, I'm like that 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 got me going. Wow, what an <laughs> intro. I I am uh yeah, very grateful for that. Whoa. Welcome to the business bros. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, man. All right, let's let's jump into this. Uh tell me a little bit about your background. I mean, you got into physical fitness, you're now into digital marketing. Walk me through the storyline. How'd you get into this space? Yeah, great question. So I started I already started working online when I was uh, in PT school. So studying to get my doctorate in physical therapy and middle of class, you know, I'm like on my computer doing some reading, doing some research, like seeing what else there was out there. I was like, I don't really want to graduate and do this nine to five gig. I'm very interested in pursuing a um, yeah, a way to, to, to impact more people and do so on a more flexible schedule than being in a place from nine to five. So, you know, while I was in class learning about topics that I was like, yeah, I don't know how I feel about this. You know, my, nobody could see my computer. I'm just like up here, digital marketing, like looking at different ways, reading different things and learning a lot about the online space, especially from like how to provide a service. So at that time, I was really learning more about fulfillment and, and doing a lot of online coaching during that time. 
And um, yeah, so NPT school, knew while I was there, I was like, this isn't going to be something that I want to do very long. And it was actually pretty short that I actually spent time as a clinician. And um, yeah, so immediately after, right before, as I graduated, I started doing some networking and I found this, um, yeah, he, he was a mentor. He still, still is a mentor. He's out of Charleston, South Carolina. This is where I'm originally from. And he started a company that was working with first responders, law enforcement officers, and um, just took me under his wing. He's like, hey man, we've, we've got this, this, this subscription program that we're trying to grow and we don't have the bandwidth to do it. How do you feel about working you know, a few days a week, like three days a week as a physical therapist? And then the other days, just growing this online platform. And I was like, that sounds like a dream. Absolutely. I'd love that. So stepped into that role pretty much right after I graduated. And slowly but surely, I started stepping more into this online space, especially after COVID and quarantining and stuff like that. My, my clinic time drops from three days a week to one day a week. And I spent all this time and energy and just focusing on how can I cultivate and grow this, this online company. And yeah, I know over two years, we were really successful at that. And, and uh, the COVID, COVID and quarantine actually increased our company at the time tremendously because more people were looking for more online sources of, of how do I stay fit during, during mm -hmm. this pandemic. And um, yeah, and, and now, now we're here. Let's pause your story there for a second, because I mean, a, a couple, a couple amazing things. First of all, I mean, your experience of college was very similar to what I was doing there. I felt like I went to college because I was told that's what you were supposed to do, right? You're supposed to go to college. You're supposed to go on this career track to have this, you know, high paying job or whatever it is. But to be honest, I mean, I always did okay at school. I kind of figured that system out. I knew how to get a good grade. But I wasn't really there to do anything specific. I wanted something different. And then you're talking mm -hmm. about, you know, actually trying to enjoy life. And it's kind of weird, a novel idea maybe that, you know, I don't want to sit in an office from nine to five. Uh, and, and I think during this COVID time, there's so many people that have experienced that, that idea of, holy crap, wait, there's another option out there. Like I can do something else, something different, something that allows me to be home for this time. I wasn't aware that was something a person could do. Exactly, right? I wasn't aware that that was something to do. But yes, we can, right? And so you, you started to say, okay, cool. You're using school. You went to school for something. You're using that, that degree at least for a little while but only to fuel something different, right? Did I hear your story correctly? Yes, yeah, 100%. I remember the first time I, I read Tim Ferriss's four-hour work week, I was a <laughs> sophomore in undergrad, and I was like, wait a second, there's a different way to go about this. Like, cool, like VAs, interesting. Never knew that was a thing. Like having all of these things automated, and that was what really opened my eyes to it. And yeah, I finished undergrad, went to grad school, and then the wheels started churning. It sunk in. I was like, no, I, I can do that. I don't mm. need to have like a huge following or yeah, like I don't have to wait to get this thing started. I can start now. And um, I'm seeing a lot of my classmates now who are in this nine to five gig and they're starting to notice like I'm getting burned out. Like, I don't know if this is for me. And they're scared of taking that leap. And it's like, you can do it like right now. You don't need to wait. There's nothing to wait for. It's like the longer you wait, the longer you're just going to be grinding and being like, ah, I'm not feeling this fulfillment. And yeah. 
What do you mean? Okay, okay. So here's the thing, because I agree with you. There's a lot of people who see that there's something else that can be out there, but they're afraid to take that step, right? They're afraid to take that leap. And my biggest thing is start something. They're afraid to fail. They're afraid to make a mistake. They're afraid to look like an idiot. And I think the problem is they've grown up in school where if you get a D or an F in something, it's you're ridiculed, right? You don't want to show that paper off to your friends. You're like, oop, no, no, you don't want to see that one. You don't want to bring it home to mom and dad because they'll freak out like, what's wrong with you? So we have this idea of failure as such a negative thing. But in business, that's like the majority of what we do. Like, how many times are you trying something? And it's like, well, that didn't work. Okay, try something else. Well, that didn't work. And all it really costs you is time and money. But when you win, when you have a success point, that takes you so much further ahead and buys you so much time that it makes every one of those failures worth it. Have you had a similar experience in your new venture? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we have failed. I mean, I have failed. Our team has failed. Like many people have failed so many times in this digital space, especially when we first started running like paid ads, no mm -hmm. idea what I was doing. And it's and, and, and after two years, I, I now have a really good strategy and know what I'm doing. But for the longest time, it was like, we're spending this money. I don't know what's going on, what's happening with this. And then over time, you're like, you see enough wins and enough failures to where now I can start to actually cultivate an actual plan that's actually productive and actually gives us the results we're looking for. Well, let's talk a little bit about those those uh, two years in creating some of these digital ads, right? Because you know I'm working with 17 year old kids in my classroom, and we're we're going through. Uh, I teach a class called financial algebra, so we're going through our book stuff that school requires. But on the side, on our extra time, just like I try to tell them to have this side hustle, right? We're we're going over digital advertising. And so I'm trying to get them in the process of creating a Facebook ad, right? Give me a headline, give me some oh, bullet wow. points, give me a call to action Amazing. so that they can get an idea, right? And so right now we're in the phase of just writing headlines. So today in class, for example, I threw in a Shark Tank episode and I was like, we're going to watch the presentation of this product or service and then we're going to turn around and create ads for, the, for it, right? We're going to pretend we're going to be selling these ads. So right now it's just practice phase. What in your experience as you're going through this for two years and struggling, what do you, what were some things that you realize, oh man, I should try this, or I should try this, or I should, you know, give me some pointers on what you learned and maybe I can use some of those in the classroom. Yeah, man. I mean, the hook or your headline, it depends on what, where it's going with Facebook or Instagram, but that first like one to two lines is so important. And I spend the majority of my time writing those first two things and being like, would I click this, you know, and, <laughs> and, and, and do that enough times to where I'm like, nope. Okay, let me try again. And then even things that I think are gonna be really good, those first two lines, like, and once I run money behind it, then I can actually see. So those first two lines are super powerful, like hands down and the graphic. Like those two are probably the most important things when it comes to the ad. I'm not talking about like the links and all, and all the, the website stuff, but if we're just talking about the, the ad itself, the creative, like what you actually use, is really, really important, like having a high quality image. And for, for us, like for, for me in the, in the past with the companies I've ran ads for is like what's the most beneficial is having a high quality image that actually gives a good representation of where that person wants to go. So we're talking fitness. It's like, can I get a picture of a really fit person that fits that demographic? So if it was like, let's say it was if it was like first responders or military, like having somebody in uniform that looks really fit and is doing something that's fitness related. So automatically when I see that image, I'm thinking fitness, I'm thinking 
If it's tactical, that's what I'm thinking of. Cool, awesome, that's what I'm thinking of. And then the copy, having something that captures someone's attention in that first three seconds, which is, is it could be something that they're dealing with and struggling with. It could be like, mm -hmm. hey, calling them out on a struggle, or it could be like throwing a rock at something and being like, this is wrong, or you're doing this wrong. And like, it just grabs their attention. So like those two pieces, if you can get that, that's like 80% of it, right? And like, of course, you wanna send them to a good place. You know, there, there needs to be more creative and like good copy that engages with them underneath. But if you can have yeah, a really high converting ad, I mean, good graphic, good hook, that's yeah, 80% of it. Yeah, cause uh, same thing. So we're watching Shark Tank and one of the first things I, I have them go through is who is going to buy this product? Right. Who are we going to talk about? Because when you're talking about, you know, the fitness uh, and, and you're like a person in uniform, physically fit, like what people don't understand is, is when we're talking about Facebook advertising or YouTube advertising, we're targeting a specific type of person. We're really stereotyping the crap out of this person. Right. Because we're only going to put this ad in front of people who we think are potential people who are going to click and buy essentially. Right. So I'm going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pitch this to you. You tell me what you think. Um, as I, as my kids get more practice on creating ads, I think I'm going to just register for something simple like an Amazon affiliate or some, or go through like some affiliate program and we're going to create ads. And I think I'm going to grade them on how well these different groups and I'll throw the money behind it just cause I like to do that. Right. But we'll, we'll do create it. like a couple different groups and it's, it's really, what is it? It's AB testing, right? It's split testing, but we're going to let the kids decide and see if the market actually Oh man! Lights on their stuff, right? So it's almost That's like, amazing. I mean, what do you think? If you can see that in class, I mean, obviously they don't get to keep the money because I'm putting the money behind it, but they get to keep the ads and they know how to do it, right? I mean, you're going to school, you went to college, you went to graduate school. How valuable would it be if in high school you learned to create this stuff? Oh, it would be so powerful because yeah, like in, in the physical therapy space and the, the like, exercise physiology space, which is the field that I stepped into, you don't learn any of that. You don't learn anything about finances. You don't learn anything about like, go, you can be the best trainer or the best therapist in the world. But if you can't get your message across to your ideal client and know, hey, like, and, and the message may be like relating to them where they're at right now and like really understanding the problems and pains they're going through. And then can you clearly describe how they're going to feel feel feelings are important at, at mm. the end of that of after working with you it doesn't matter how good your service is That's right nobody's going to want to work right. with you yeah well you're invisible right and this is what we tell when we talk about with businesses all the time so many of us believe that we have to do it all by ourselves like i do the best quality work my name's on the on the invoice like it has to be all me totally wrong you need a team you need a team behind you because that's the way you're going to build a business. But you also need a brand. And what you're talking about right there is developing that brand. Nobody knows you exist. I love it when I talk to a real estate agent and they just got their license and they think the world is going to come to them because they now have a license. It doesn't work that way. You have to have some sort of marketing plan, some sort of business plan to push your product forward so that people can see it. Hence a podcast, right? That's one of the cool things that we, that we love to do to get your message out. Uh, and, and when you're, when you're getting into this space and you're trying to grow, like now you're, you're working on the physical, uh, physical therapy side for, for part of the day, for part of the week. And then the other week you're working on the marketing side. How did it go for you? Like, how has it been as you split those two uh, aspects of your life and how much of your time are you getting back? 
Yeah, great question. Because when I originally started, it was majority of that in-person stuff. And since starting there, I'm all digital. Hmm. Because like I, I, I noticed I was just like my creative bandwidth and energy was taken a lot by working with people on a one-on-one -on -one level. I was giving a lot away for myself. And then the marketing and the digital digital marketing side or whatever you want to call it side was, was just, it, it was just there. I was like, I have to do this. So I, I noticed how much energy was being taken from me from doing that PT or like even just one-on-one -on -one coaching. So I slowly started to pull back and yeah. So, so now I'm a hundred percent digital and that, yeah, like it just feels it's, it's much easier because then I can plan my days ahead of time. And when I was trying to split it and do like a little bit of training and coaching and a little bit of marketing, it was just like, it felt like it was like, like 50%. Like it was like, oh, I feel like I'm doing a half-ass job. That's yeah. essentially what for it both. felt like. Yeah. For both until I fully stepped in and been like, no, I, I'm, I'm going to be an expert in digital marketing for fitness coaches. Cool. I'm doing that. And yeah, bandwidth increased time to learn really increased. Mm -hmm. Cause it was just like, when I was doing both, it was like, fulfill, fulfill, fulfill. It was like, where's that space for me to network and learn from people who are already doing it. And by doing multiple things, well, it just, it wasn't there. All right. Well, let's talk about, uh, a connection between physical strength and mental strength. I don't know about you, but for me, my alarm goes off at 420 in the morning, every morning, you know, I get myself ready to go. And then right away I'm into, I do 240 pushups, 200 sit-ups, and I go run five or six miles, depending on how much time I have in the day. Right. That's my, that's my morning routine. And when people ask, you know, why do you do that? I go, well, first of all, I hate running. I don't like running. I do it because it's, it's effective. It works. Right. I, I and, and while I'm running, I'm listening to an audiobook or I'm listening to motivational speeches or whatever it is that I'm that I'm doing I'm getting my mind ready for this day to take on right whatever's going on in my day and having that physical part of my day really helps me push mentally when there's things in the day that I don't feel like doing or things in the day that are you know things I have to do like where you're talking about splitting your your day I'm still you know there's still times where I have to split my day for other things how important as a physical therapist, how important is it to maintain that physical uh, routine or something that you got to do for your mind? Oh man, it, it's vital. And I'm learning that now. So uh, my relationship with like fitness for a while was very like regimented, like trained for competitions and all that thing. And then I noticed that the past year and a half, two years, I've started to be like, all right, I got to develop a healthy relationship with movement and exercise. Hmm. And with that, like I went to the other end of the spectrum of like, I went from training really heavy and really hard to doing like yoga, stretching, like just more down regulation, chill stuff. And as I did that, I started to notice that my endurance or like my grit, like to be able to push through mentally when things got hard at work or, or online, whatever it may be, started to decrease as well. When it got hard, I'd be like, I'm outsourcing this or I'm just gonna come back to it. And then more so recently, I'm like, I, I need to develop again. So I've started to get back into a routine where I'm actually pushing myself that's, that's challenging like physically because I do see that carryover from training like physically to mentally being able to perform and, and have that grit. Cause there are, I mean, with anything, that you're doing entrepreneurial, 
there is going to be times where you just don't want to do certain things, but it, they need to get done. So if you can develop that physical strength, that will carry over to mental performance for sure. Yeah. And, and it's funny because I heard, uh, I think it was Will Smith, it might have been Will Smith, who talks about, you know, self-discipline is self-love. And he talks about how, you know, the, this idea of, of fault versus responsibility. And there's a, a lot of different things that he kind of puts together. But essentially what he's saying is, you know, at the end of the day, there are a lot of things in your life that you do not want to do, right? There are a lot of times where you don't feel like doing these things, where you feel like it's, it's you want to point the finger at somebody else. You want to give, advocate to, you know, responsibility to somebody else. But nothing's actually going to get done unless you sit down and do some of these works, put some of these processes in place, do some of these things. It comes down to the same thing with physical fitness. I love, I love when I heard somebody say, you can't, I think it was Gary Vee, he's like, you can't read about a six pack and you can't read about abs. The only way you're actually going to get them is if you get down and actually do the work. So when you were, you know, and, and I want to go back to the, to the uh, digital marketing stuff. You know, when you started putting some money behind it, when you started putting some some ads out there and you run them because what people don't realize is you're going to run them and they're not going to give you the result that you're looking for. What was going on in your mind? How do you continue to go forward versus where, you know, there's a lot of people who are like, oh, that didn't work and then move on to something else. Yeah, that's a that's a great question. And I mean, just knowing that that is that that is one of the best ways for us to scale. And I was like, I know I may not know how to do this right now. And for fortunately at the time, and, and for most companies that we work with, like they already have some capital, they're already bringing in some money. So they have a certain amount set aside for it. And it could be 10, 10%. Like if, you, if you're starting out for ads, like, okay, cool. 10% of my gross revenue, I'm going to put over here to marketing. And I don't know necessarily what's going to happen to it, but I'm okay with that. I'm going to put 10% aside and that's what it's going to go for. And that was how we first attacked it was like, we're not expecting big results right now. We're going to start with this 10%. If it keeps growing, we can go to 15%. We can go to 20%. Whatever we feel comfortable spending once we know that the results are, are there. So even then, like that was one step. That was thing number one is we, we had that money. We put aside. We knew it was what it was to be used for. And then two, we, we understood it was a long-term process. It was like even if we're putting out some engagement ads or maybe it's a lead gen ads, they may never convert for another three to six to 12 months. And we were perfectly fine with that. And like for most companies I work with, we are. It's like we have that long-term strategy of we're going to put out a lot. Of, most of the money that I've spent with paid ads are towards free lead gen strategies. So it's like, hey, download this free guide that's going to teach you how to do a handstand. If that's a different company than working with or... Um, yeah, like, like like things like that that are, are free lead magnets and we can capture a bunch of emails. And then the next time we do a launch is where most of the companies I've worked with make the most amount of money is when we do a launch. And if we can gain 1,000 to 5,000 email addresses before our next launch, which could be three months from now, by the time we do that and run a really good email campaign, it converts. So we know now after doing it, after I, I've done it enough times to know that, okay, cool, we may not see an ROI immediately, whether that's if we're running a conversion ad, whatever it may be. But we know that the next time we have a launch, if our email list has, has doubled in size, we're going to have a percentage of those people become customers. Mm, and that's powerful. Okay. A couple things that, that I heard you say there. One, 
consistency, right? So you're posting ads, whether it's lead gen ads or engagement ads or reach, right? In other words, you're putting things in front of people on a regular basis. The more often people see your stuff, the more trust they build with you, the more they identify with this brand. It's not something that's just popping up and nobody's ever seen it before. You're seeing it over and over again. And then number two was it doesn't necessarily mean that you're getting a dollar return. You're getting contact information. There's a difference between, you know, when you're paying for ads, you're paying to put your information in front of people who haven't seen it. But when you own email names, addresses, phone numbers, that's data that you control. How powerful is it to have those email lists? I mean, I mean, you kind of mentioned a little bit, but tell me what you do with these email lists once you've collected that data. Yeah, very, very important because we don't know what's going to happen with Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, any of those platforms, which is where most of us is like our main medium or like source uh, uh, to give people information that that's we have typically one and we want to like kind of but we still have one that's the best one. And what if tomorrow that thing goes out of business or what if one day, like, I mean, we see it with Facebook, they made an iOS update and it impacted a lot of like our retargeting ads. So it was like, man, we have to redo our, our ads. But if we have a really good email marketing campaign or some people have texts, some people have like phone calls um, for a lot of the companies I work with, we're more low ticket. So we don't have a lot of those high touch points of calls and texts. But yeah, like that, it's, it's very valuable to have that information because if, if there's a new platform that opens up tomorrow and I have an email list of, of 50,000, I can send them an invite to my new platform. And that's another place that I can be post things and be top of mind. Because like you said, the, the more people see you, the more they're going to trust you. They're going to like you. And that's where ads come into play. It's like you can, you can target people very, well, you used to, you can kind of still do it now. It's a little bit more difficult, but you could target people that made it to your checkout page and they could get five ads a day from you because mm -hmm. they're a very small people and you want to give them a specific thing. And if they keep seeing it enough times, they're going to be like, man, I, I really do want that product. I don't know why I've been waiting on it. I'm going to go for it. So, we all do that though. We, we yeah. all do that, right? I, I don't know how many times I've seen something pop up on my TikTok, pop up on my Facebook, pop up on my Instagram. I mean, the thing that I do push-ups on, I saw that little platform thing like, I don't know, 70 times pop up on my feed. I was like, all right, fine. I'm going to get it this time. It doesn't happen me. on the first time. Yeah, you got me, right? But it doesn't happen on the first time. And I think that's the, one of the biggest misconceptions is, you know, it's, it's like working out. I'm going to go do 20 push-ups and then I expect to have nice massive chest after 20 push-ups. It doesn't work that way. You got to put in the work over time to develop the muscles. You got to do the same thing with ads. You got to show up in front of people and over time, then they're going to convert your way. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And it's just, it's, it's staying top of mind. Like uh, I, I want to say it's, you need to, they need to see the offer at least seven times. I think it was an old number. It's probably more than that now with the amount of content that people see on a daily basis when they're just scrolling through their phone, like they're going to constantly see other things. And if you're not popping up enough and that's where paid ads, I, I think outbeat, I mean, organic's definitely a good strategy. You want to have a good organic strategy, but with those paid ads, you can really get and increase that frequency at which people see you, especially if they're closer to a launch or closer to signing up and they've, they've engaged with you and you've got something going on. Like there's a lot of value in running ads to those people, whether it's even, you know, collecting information from them, whether it's, it's their email, their phone number, or if it's just getting in front of them enough times.
Thanks, Nakia, for joining us. This is wonderful, guys. Awesome. I mean, hopefully you're learning some stuff. Because uh, I'm, I'm telling you, Matt's dropping some great, some great diamonds here that we're going to be talking about. All right, there are diamonds in the rough. Diamonds. All right, uh, let me let me ask you this last little thing. Um, there's a lot of people who are in the fitness space who are either trying to grow gyms, trying to grow as personal trainers, trying to grow as coaches. They have uh, the idea that they know they need a digital strategy, but they don't actually know how to get started. Maybe they want to work with somebody like you, Matt. How do they get a hold of you if they want to work with you? Absolutely. Yeah. The, the best way right now would be to follow me. Yeah. There's a little button right there. Follow me at, uh, on Instagram at shive, S-H-I-V underscore on and shoot me a DM. Yeah. I'm, I'm more than willing to hop on a call and just like strategize, throw ideas just like we did today and just brainstorm on topics. So if that's something you're interested in, shoot me a DM and let's talk. Um, there it is. All right, man. Then I got a couple questions on, on the personal side. One, uh, we pride ourselves on doing video testimonials. That's one of the things that we offer as a service because video testimonials are a great way for you to use as paid ads to put them in front of your existing clientele because they know that you're doing good work, right? And so we use paid ads to do the same type of thing. So I'm going to ask you, what was your experience like on the Business Bros podcast? Oh, man, it was wonderful. I, I You guys have set up some amazing questions too to where it, it, it flows really well. And uh, yeah, man, I, I feel like a subject matter expert right now. <laughs> <laughs> you are, dude. See, and, and, okay, man, there's always imposter syndrome, right? right? To this day, like I have a hard time saying, you know, people ask, how, how long have you been doing podcasting, dude? Or, or are you, do you consider yourself a professional podcaster? And I always have a hard time, like, eh, yeah, and you're, and you're doing 804. <laughs> if I haven't gotten pro at this point, like, there's a problem, right? You are a subject matter expert. Yeah. You're in your space totally. in digital marketing, in, in, uh, in the fitness space. You've been doing it long enough where you are that expert. So, you know, use it with pride, man. Like, except right. that's You're who right. I am, baby. Right. That's You're who right. I am. All right, last little thing. Who should be listening to the show? Love that. Mm, who should be? I mean, people who are, are interested in growing their business, for sure. People who are interested in growing their business want really good topics or or discussion around like you just want to hear this banter of going back and forth and like what is working for people and what is not working so i imagine today you guys got a lot of information on like paid ads just like the consistency retargeting etc so yeah that's that'll be my answer sweet my brother well thank you very much for coming on the show especially when it's seven you know well now it's like 7 30 p.m on a friday from the east coast now you're ready to go party Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. thank you, Matt, for coming on the show. All right, you guys heard it here. Look, consistency is the key. It doesn't matter what you do. Do not dabble. Get in there. Focus and effort. When we started the podcast, our goal was to do, uh, well, essentially, we went five days a week for three years. That was the goal. Why? Because that's good enough time to figure it out. You don't know what you're doing at the very beginning. Yeah, you're going to feel dumb. You're going to feel insecure. You're not going to know, but keep going anyways. That's where the winning happens. If you just outwork everybody else, stay consistent on that thing, you're going to become that subject matter expert. You're going to learn things. You're going to meet people. You're going to build that network. And that's what the Business Bros Podcast is all about, building the network and learning from other people. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but there's a new Matrix uh, movie coming out very soon. And that's how I feel every single episode on, on, the, pro, on the Pros Podcast. I just feel like I'm plugging into people and they're just feeding me all their information, all their experiences, all their knowledge. You should do the same thing. Get out there. If you guys need help starting a podcast, you guys need help with Facebook ads, you guys need help with video testimonials, go to businessbros.biz. Check out what we offer. We're there to help 
scrolling at the bottom of the screen right there. So we're here to help you guys grow your business and we'll catch you guys again on Monday. Peace out, Matt. Thanks again for coming on the show, my brother. Thank you guys. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the business bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.